coming up. Check it out. A podcast from the Moraine Valley Library. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu slash library. Hello, this is Check It Out, a podcast about services and resources in the Moraine Valley Library. This is Volume 1, Number 5. We're recording on November 16, 2007. As always, we are, in the, we are recording in the super secret conference room in the library on the very lovely campus of Moraine Valley Community College in Palos Hills, Illinois. He's Troy Swanson, teaching and learning librarian. And he's Joe Malarkey, collection development librarian. And today we're talking with instructor Mike McGuire from the comm department. And Mike, what do you want to talk about? Glad to be here, Joe. Right. Thank you, Mike. Um, <laughs> today we're talking about a little film that I discovered uh, when planning my uh, Composition One course, uh, which I'm, um, which is taking the theme of higher learning. Mm-hmm. The film is called Dean and the Great Idea. Um, it's a 2004 short film by Spanish filmmaker Javier Fesser. It won the Montgomery Prize in 2004, apparently, as I've learned from doing my <laughs> research for mm-hmm. this session, uh, for the Chicago International Children's Film Fest and was nominated oh, wow. for a 2007 Academy Award mm-hmm. live-action short. Now, now Did not s- win, though. When you say live-action short, what is live-action short? Real people on the screen as opposed to animated people. Okay, so real people. We're about an animated person. And how short is short? YouTube short? 30 minutes is short. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Okay. It's a good 30 minutes. Um, well spent 30 yes, minutes. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I would say. Okay, uh, well, can, what can you can you give us a quick overview of the plot? <laughs> I sure can. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a short plot. It is. I'll do my best to do it in less than 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, well, I think it's, a, it's an amazing film, first of all, but I'll save my uh, commentary for later. The, <laughs> the, the summary would be, uh, the film's narrated by a seven-year-old Senegalese girl named Binta. Um, she's fortunate enough to be able to attend school, but her cousin, Soda, who, who she talks about and who we see in the film, right. is not allowed <clears throat> to go to school because her father forbids it. Because uh, traditionally, in, in, his, in his point of view, uh, young women would, would stay at home and take care of domestic responsibilities. Uh, Soda, of course, truly wants to go to school, and this becomes part of the tension of the film. Uh, actually, there's two interwoven plots, and the, the one I just referenced is, is, is one of the plots, but the other... Well, first we have Bita's, um, we have the children of Bita's school who put together a play that dramatizes the benefits of education and the cost of being denied an education. Mm-hmm. The students perform this play for the adults of the community and use it as... as Which is a great scene. Yes, it's amazing. And, and it uses, they use this as an opportunity to sort of confront Soda's father mm-hmm. on the fact that he's forbidding his daughter to go to school. So that in itself is an amazing story, and as you said, Joe, an amazing scene. But while that's being developed, we have the other side of the plot, the other uh, story. And this is the story of Bintha's father, who has conceived of this great idea that he's carrying to the governor of his prefecture, because it's such a great idea that he has to carry it to the people who can execute it for him. The idea is contained in a letter that Bintha, his seven-year-old daughter, has helped him pen it, because... Apparently, he, he doesn't have the, the, the verbal, uh, the literacy to, to do it. Well, and that's what the whole film's about. It's about literacy. I mean, if, I, if I'm not in a rough yeah, series. And also the idea that people can be non-literate, but also have really incredible, like, conceptual thinking. Right. It's, it's, it's really kind of 
putting those two things and sort of playing them on one another, yeah. which I, to me was the, really powerful. The value of education, the role of the society, mm-hmm. the role of the individual using the education. I mean, yeah, I mean, it speaks to so many ways, mm-hmm. to, uh, especially when you work at a college, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're a student. I don't want to you know, give that great idea away. But don't give it away. I won't give it no. away. No, because it's bigger than the crying game. <laughs> don't give it away. <laughs> but the thing about this film, though, is that, is that uh, it speaks so much to education, to what we want to uh, learn, but I also think it speaks a lot about what we might not want to learn. Well, and about like what community is and isn't, mm-hmm. and interdependency, mm-hmm. which is really powerful. Again, not giving it away. Yes. Give it away. Um, so now, you use this in your class. Mm-hmm. And how? Well, like I said, this semester I was I was uh, sort of taking the opportunity to use my, my COM 101 course uh, to explore uh, higher learning, you know, using the term very loosely. Oh, okay. So I wanted to find a text that, uh, you know, at least on, on one level uh, addressed education um, <clears throat> outside of, you know, a mainstream American culture, you know, and see it in a, in a different nation, right. Senegal in this case. Um, I guess on one level I was hoping students would uh, see, see um, um, recognize some of the advantages that they have uh, to pursue an education here. Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, but I also wanted to, um, I was hoping through the film to, <laughs> to uh, um, the film really, let me just say, the, yeah. the great idea at the end of the film is really surprising. Really it surprising, is. Right? And I was hoping, um, and, and many of them were, very surprised at that, as was I, and the thing about the end is that it really calls, I don't want to give it away, I'm not going to give it away, but it don't calls into question, do it. Um, you know, what, what I saw at the end is my own colonialist point of view, right? right. This, this idea right. that those who live in the first world tend to have towards nation, other third world nations, mm-hmm. right. Right? Right. particularly those of Africa. Right. You know, and I think I'm, I'm a pretty enlightened person and I don't carry around a lot of uh, colonialist points of view, you know, but... But when I saw the end and I recognized the effect it had on me, you know, I realized, well, mm-hmm. I've got some some prejudices, you know, and uh, right. Well, and I, you know, I think a lot of this movie with um, the, with the big idea at the end, but also throughout, there's a lot of um, subtleness. The big idea isn't necessarily subtle, but but the points that it brings home, that the, the way that the, the movie is shot, the it, it's it's almost understated, but not quite. It's not. Overdone. You see a lot of nature. You're really in touch with how these people live in, in a place that, that if you're a Moraine Valley Community College uh, student, faculty member, staff member, it's a very different life than, than what we live. And, and so it, but it doesn't throw that in your face. It just, it's just there. Mm-hmm. And then as the ideas evolve, if you're not, a, if you're not watching, all of a sudden it, they, they come and go. You know, it's, it's like the, the scene with the watch. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's part of the the this second plot. You know, that with this great idea that Bean's father is carrying to his governor. Uh, what inspires this great idea is is that he's he's been having these conversations with his good friend Soliman, mm-hmm. who who is really enamored with with the ways of of the West or of the first world. Um, you know, the Tubab people, as he mm-hmm. refers to them, white people from the first world. Um, the turning point of the film, I think, though, is, you know, Troy just references the, the watch, you know, he keeps pointing to his right. watch, this is a great watch, you know, the alarm goes off. It goes at, off at noon. At noon. It goes off at noon, it's Swiss. <laughs> because it's Swiss, and it goes off at noon, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a great watch. And later he discovers that it can go off at 3.30, too, and this is, <laughs> this is very amazing. But, but you know, the but, thing that's, that is almost, I think, subtle that, that um, on first watching you almost miss, because this is early in the film, and this doesn't, doesn't give away the big idea or ruin anything, <laughs> right. but... 
but just to help entice people to kind of what this movie is kind of, how it works is you know it's like this uh, this disconnect between this watch and their life and the assumptions we have that because it's Swiss engineered timepiece that precisely goes off at noon that there's supposed to be some inherent value in that watch but it, and there isn't in that society really except that except to point at it and say that it goes off at noon exactly. that's about where it ends right know? right and the thing is I mean I have to just impress um, upon you um, and, and anybody who's listening that like Troy was so excited about this he sent this the link to go to the movie for me um, about 2 a.m. on a Saturday. Okay, <laughs> then he checked back about 3:30 a.m. to see if I had watched it yet. Um, and, and you know, and, and just you know, for people who wonder if either one of us have a life, we don't because both of us <laughs> were in our work email two weeks ago right. in the early morning hours of Saturday. But the thing was, I mean, it it really grabbed him that much, mm -hmm. you know, and at that late an hour. I mean, it mattered, mm -hmm. you know. So we think it's a big idea. That's why we wanted to suggest it to anybody who's listening. Mm -hmm. um, if I could just say, though, I mean, the big turning point, the thing that really brought the idea to Vinka's father, you know, the watch was the start. But the, the big thing was when uh, Soliman tells, tells Vinka's father that, that, that two Bob have so much wealth that they don't need to worry about each other. And he, he was saying this as right. if it was a good thing, right? Right. And, and Beatha's father took it a very different way. Right? Right. That's what inspired his great idea. So. Now, how did you get a hold of the film? You have a copy, right? I do. I, I found my copy on iTunes, uh, a download for $1.99. Best two bucks I ever spent. Wow. Yeah. And, it, and the film is available out on the web. It and is. It's on order from the library, even it though is. at yes. this recording, we do not have it in the collection yet, but it's on the way. That's right. And um, any closing thoughts, Mike or Joe? <clears throat> well, um, maybe I could just give you the, the closing uh, a quote from the close of the film. That would be, that would be great. Yeah, because that kind of sums it up, I think, uh, without revealing too much. So at the end of the film, we hear this bit of narration from Bita. Uh, and let me share it with you. It goes like this. She says, My daddy says that all the children of the world have the right to educate themselves in the spirit of friendship, tolerance, peace, and fraternity, even two buck children. Mm. And that is probably a great way to end this podcast. So thanks to uh, Mike for, for sharing this uh, film with us and his thoughts. And to uh, all of our listeners, we'll say thanks for listening. Come and check out resources and also the public events we have at the library or take a look at them on our website or listen to them in these podcast recordings. And uh, until next time, he's Joe. He's Troy, and this has been Check It Out. Thanks for listening to this Moraine Valley Library podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu library.